are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's reading, I invite you to head over to Facebook, and there you'll find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group, and you'll be able to interact with me and other listeners and followers. I'd like to continue to share the reviews that have come in about the Mystical City of God. Today's review comes from Andy Garcia. It was left on February 3rd of 2022. Grateful beyond words. The Mystical City of God in a Year podcast is an answer to my prayers. I'm so thankful that Father Looney gives us reflections as well. Truly grateful. This is amazing. Well, thank you, Andy, for that review. And the Lord inspired me to do this. And I am happy that that you were able to find it and continue to make your way through the mystical city of God with me. If you would like to help spread the word about the podcast, I'd encourage you to rate and review it, especially on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. Ratings and reviews help the podcast to be in the spotlight and perhaps will show up as a recommended podcast in somebody's algorithm. Now let us thank God for the life of Venerable Maria. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who have proclaimed the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example and holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sword Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir aflame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sword Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 148. We are reading from Volume 2, Book 4, Chapter 8, Paragraphs 448 to 455. Chapter 8. The Edict of Caesar Augustus is published, commanding all subjects of the empire to registrate, and what St. Joseph did when he heard of it. 448. It had been decreed by the immutable will of Providence that the only begotten of the Father should be born in the town of Bethlehem, and accordingly it had been foretold by the saints and prophets of foregone ages. Jeremiah 10.9 Micah 5.2 For the decrees of the absolute will of God are infallible, and since nothing can resist them, Esther 13.9, sooner would heaven and earth pass away, than that they fail of accomplishment. Matthew twenty four thirty five, The fulfillment of this immutable decree the Lord secured by means of an edict of Caesar Augustus for the whole Roman Empire, ordering the registration of enumeration of all the world, as St. Luke says, Luke 2, 1. The Roman Empire at that time embraced the greater part of what was known of the earth, and therefore they called themselves masters of the world, ignoring all the other nations. The objects of this census was to make all the inhabitants acknowledge themselves as vassals of the emperor, 
and to pay a certain tax to their temporal lord for this registration. Every one was to go to his native city in order to be inscribed. This edict was also proclaimed in Nazareth and came to the hearing of St. Joseph while he was on some errand. He returned to his house in a sorrowful consternation and informed his heavenly spouse of the news which had spread about concerning the edict. The most prudent virgin answered, Let not this edict of our temporal ruler cause thee any concern, my master and spouse, for all that happens to us is ordained by the Lord and King of heaven and earth, and in all events his providence will assist and direct us. Ecclesiastes 22.28 Let us resign ourselves into his hands, and we shall not be disappointed. 4.49 Most Holy Mary was capable of being entrusted with all the mysteries of her Most Holy Son, and she knew of the prophecies and their fulfillment. Hence also that the only begotten of the Father and her own was to be born in Bethlehem, a stranger and an unknown. But she said nothing of this to St. Joseph, for without being commissioned by the Lord, she would reveal none of his secrets. All that she was not commanded to reveal, she concealed with admirable prudence, notwithstanding her desire of consoling her most faithful and holy spouse. She wished to entrust herself to his direction and arrangement, without acting the part of those who are wise in their own conceit, as wisdom warns us. Proverbs 3, seven. They, therefore, conferred with each other about the course to be pursued, for already the pregnancy of the Heavenly Lady was far advanced and her parturition was approaching. St. Joseph said, Queen of heaven and earth and my mistress, if thou hast no order to the contrary from the Almighty, it seems to me necessary that I go alone. Yet, although this order refers only to the heads of families, I dare not leave thee without assistance, nor could I live without thee, nor would I have a moment's peace away from thee, for my heart cannot come to any rest without seeing thee. Thy heavenly delivery is too imminent to ask thee to go with me to Bethlehem, whither this edict calls us, and I fear to place thee in any risk, as well as on account of thy condition, as also on account of my poverty. If thy delivery should happen on the way amid inconveniences which I could not alleviate, I would be heartbroken. These are the anxious thoughts which trouble me. I pray thee, lady, present them before the Most High and beseech him to grant me the desire of not being separated from thee. 450. His humble spouse obeyed St. Joseph, and although she was not ignorant of the divine will, yet she would not omit this act of obedience as a most submissive spouse. She presented to the Lord the fervent wishes of St. Joseph and received the following answer. My dearest dove, yield to the wishes of my servant Joseph in what he proposes. Accompany him on the journey. I shall be with thee, and I shall assist thee with paternal love in the tribulations which thou shalt suffer for my sake. Although they shall be very great, my powerful arms will make thee come forth glorious from all of them. Thy footsteps will be beautiful in my sight. Canticles 7.1 Do not fear, since this is my will. Then the Lord gave to the holy guardian angels in the presence of the heavenly Mary a new and special command and precept that they serve her during this journey with particular care and solicitude, as befitted the magnificent mysteries that should be transacted. Beside the thousand angels which served ordinarily as her guard, 
The Lord commanded other 9,000 to attend on their queen and mistress and serve as a guard of honor, 10,000 strong, from the first day of her journey. This they did as most faithful servants of the Lord, as I shall say later on. The great queen was renewed and strengthened with the new enlightenment of the troubles and tribulations, which would be occasioned by the persecution of Herod and other happenings at the birth of the infant God. Matthew 2.16 Her invincible heart being less prepared, she offered herself to the Lord without any disquietude and gave thanks for all that he should choose to do and arrange in regard to these future events. 451 she returned from this heavenly interview to St. Joseph and announced to him the will of the Most High, that she accede to his wishes and accompany him on his journey to Bethlehem. Joseph was filled with new consolation and delight, acknowledging the great favor conferred upon him by the right hand of the Most High. He gave thanks with fervent acts of gratitude and humility, and addressing the heavenly spouse, he answered, My lady, source of my happiness and good fortune. The only cause of grief in this journey will now be the hardships which thou must undergo, because I have no riches to procure thee the conveniences which I would like to furnish for thy pilgrimage. But we shall find relations, acquaintances, and friends of our family in Bethlehem. I hope they will receive us hospitably, and there thou canst rest from the exertions of the journey." if the Lord will dispose as I thy servant would wish. Thus the holy spouse St. Joseph lovingly planned, but the Lord had already prearranged all things in a way unknown to him, and therefore he experienced so much the greater bitterness of disappointment when all his loving expectations failed, as we shall see. Most Holy Mary said nothing to St. Joseph of what she knew the Lord had decreed concerning the heavenly birth, although she well knew that it would be different from what he expected. She rather encouraged him, saying, My spouse and my master, I accompany thee with much pleasure, and we will make this journey as poor people in the name of the Lord, for the Most High will not despise poverty, which he came to seek with so much love. Relying on his protection and assistance in our necessities and labors, we will proceed with confidence." Do thou, my master, place to his account all thy difficulties. 4.52 They at the same time resolved upon the day of their departure, and Joseph diligently searched in the town of Nazareth for some beasts of burden to bear the mistress of the world. He could not easily find one, because so many people were going to different towns in order to fulfill the requirements of the edict of the emperor. But after much anxious inquiry, St. Joseph found an unpretentious little beast, which, if we can call such creatures fortunate, was the most fortunate of all the irrational animals, since it was privileged not only to bear the queen of all creation and the blessed fruit of her womb, the king of kings and the lord of lords, but afterwards to be present at his birth, Isaiah 1.3, and since it gave to its creator the homage denied to him by men, as I shall relate, they provided the articles for the journey, which would last five days. The outfit of the heavenly travelers was the same as that which they had provided for their previous journey to the house of Zechariah on their visit to Elizabeth. They carried with them bread, fruit, and some fishes, which ordinarily composed their nourishment. As the most prudent virgin was enlightened regarding their protracted absence, 
She made use of prudent concealment in taking along the linens and cloths necessary for her heavenly delivery. For she wished to dispose all things according to the exalted intents of the Lord, and in preparation for the events which she expected. Their house they left in charge of some neighbor until they should return. 453. The day and hour for their departure for Bethlehem arrived, and because of the reverence with which the most faithful and fortunate Joseph had begun to treat his sovereign spouse, he diligently and anxiously sought to do all in his power to please her. He besought her with great affection to make known to him all her wishes, and to call his attention to all that he might forget in regard to her pleasure, convenience, and comfort, or that might please the Lord whom she bore in her womb. The humble queen thanked him for his loving attention, and, referring it to all the glory and service of her most holy son, she consoled and animated him to meet courageously the hardships of the journey, assuming him anew that the Almighty was pleased with his affectionate solicitude. She also informed him of the will of his majesty, that they meet with patience and joy of heart the hardships of poverty on their way. In order to begin her journey, the Empress of Heaven knelt at the feet of St. Joseph and asked him for his blessing. Although the man of God shrunk from such a request and strenuously objected on account of the dignity of his spouse, she nevertheless remained victorious in her humility and prevailed upon him to give her his benediction. St. Joseph complied with great timidity and reverence and immediately cast himself at her feet in a flood of tears, asking her to present him anew to her most holy son, and obtain for him divine pardon and grace. Thus prepared, they started from Nazareth for Bethlehem in midwinter, which made the journey more painful and difficult. But the mother of God, who bore eternal life within her, attended solely to the divine activities and colloquies of the Lord, observing him in the virginal chamber of her womb, imitating him in his works, and giving him more delight and honor than all the rest of creatures taken together. Instruction which Most Holy Mary, the Queen, vouchsafed to me. 454. My daughter, in all thy discourse on my life, and in each of the chapters and mysteries so far rehearsed, thou wilt find the admirable providence of the Most High and his fatherly love toward me, his humble servant. Although human capacity cannot fully penetrate and estimate the admirable works of such high wisdom, yet it must venerate it with all its powers, and must seek to participate in the favors which the Lord showed me by striving to imitate me. For mortals must not think that only for my sake and in me God wished to show himself as holy, powerful, and infinitely good. It is certain that if any or all the souls would entrust themselves to the direction and government of this Lord, they would soon experience that same fidelity, punctuality, and most sweet efficacy with which His Majesty arranged all things that touched upon His honor and service in my life. They would likewise taste those delightful and divine emotions which I felt in relying upon His most holy will. Nor would they fail to receive the abundance of His gifts, which are enclosed as in an infinite ocean within his divinity. And just as the waters of the ocean rush forth, wherever they find a suitable opening, so the graces and blessings of the Lord overflow upon rational creatures, 
when they are well disposed and do not hinder their course. This truth is hidden to mortals because they do not stop to ponder and consider the works of the Almighty. 4.55 I desire thee to study this truth, to write it within thy heart, and to learn from my own actions the secret workings of thy own interior, so that thou understand what goes on within thee, also that thou practice ready obedience and subjection to others, always preferring the good counsel of others to thy own insight and judgment. Thou must carry this to such a point, that in order to obey thy superiors and thy spiritual directors, thou take no notice of what thou foreseest will happen, contrary to their expectations, just as I, when I knew that what my holy spouse Joseph expected would not happen on our journey to Bethlehem. And even when some equal or inferior command thee such things, be silent, and hide thy better foreknowledge, perform all that is no sin or imperfection, Listen to all with attention and silence, so that thou mayest learn in speaking to be very slow and reserved, for in this consistent, prudent, and careful intercourse, always bear in mind that thou ask the blessing of the Lord for all that thou wishest to undertake, in order that thou mayest not wander from what is pleasing to him. Whenever thou hast an opportunity, Ask also the permission and blessing of thy spiritual father and director, so that thou mayest not fall short of the greatest merits and perfection in thy works, and in order that thou mayest also give me the pleasure which I desire of thee. This concludes our reading today for day number 148. Today we read from volume 2, book 4, chapter 8, paragraphs 448 to 455. In our reading today, St. Joseph hears about this edict that he has to go to Bethlehem to register for the census. He is very worried about what that might mean for Our Lady, whether or not she should join him. Mary knows she should join him because of her time in the temple. She's aware of all the prophecies of old, that this is exactly what God has ordained to happen. Mary knows this, but yet she has this reservation in sharing that with him. When St. Joseph came to the Blessed Virgin and shared with her about this edict, she answered, Let not this edict of our temporal ruler cause thee any concern, my master and spouse, for all that happens to us is ordained by the Lord and King of heaven and earth, and in all events his providence will assist and direct us. Let us resign ourselves into his hands, and we shall not be disappointed. All is ordained by the Lord. We resign ourselves into the hands of the Lord. This is a great disposition in the spiritual life. To be able to look at something and say, this is happening because God ordains it. And whatever God wants, I want. Again, it's almost as if she says, Thy will be done, or let it be done to me according to your word. And then St. Joseph says to Our Lady, These are the anxious thoughts which trouble me. I pray thee, Lady, present them before the Most High, and beseech him to grant me the desire of not being separated from thee. So there's this request of St. Joseph, Blessed Mother, pray for me. 
And just as St. Joseph went to her, we go to her and we say, pray for me as well. Take a step back and look at this. This is Our Lady and St. Joseph. This is wife and husband. Husband asks wife, pray for me. Well, in your own life, ask people to pray for you in your immediate circle. If you're experiencing something that's troubling, ask your husband or wife to pray for you. Ask your children to pray for a need of your family. Ask your friend to pray for something that you are struggling with. There is power in prayer, and especially when we unite in prayer for one another. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the Mystical City of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.